Wow. And it's Peter Orism. Peter Orism. I'm sorry, Orism. See, I got that wrong again. So, or Orism. Orism. Damn it. Just a second. Right. Can you change your name for this interview? It'd be so much easier. Absolutely. You can change it. Now, broadcasting live from the podcast palace on Park Street in beautiful and dangerous Clearwater, Florida, it's the Comedians on Cork podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Tony God and Pat Largo. Hey, welcome to the Comedians on Cork podcast with Tony God. My name is Pat Largo. And once again, dude, this is great. This is historic because this is actually episode 12. Season one, we are wrapping up our first season. Yes. Doing the Comedians Uncorked podcast. Shout out to all of the YouTube people and Spotify people and everyone supporting us and listening on uh, various platforms. A huge shout out to our studio sponsor, Miss Julie Drollshagen of Century 21, right here in Clearwater, Florida. It's still a seller's market, man, and she's yeah. going to help you out buying <laughs> or selling. Give her a shout at 727 Florida-beachbusiness.com. Floridabeachbusiness.com. And don't forget to get us at comediansuncorked.com. Uh, anywhere at Comedians Uncorked. And thanks for subscribing to our YouTube channel or on Instagram, Facebook. Yes, um, definitely. This right here, uh, our, our our next guest here coming up, we, we did this a few episodes ago here in Season 1 about a Iowa State Cyclones professor. He's an economics professor who also incorporates stand-up comedy uh, in his class. So we have this gentleman on. He is uh, economics professor Pete Orasm from Iowa State University. We think you're going to like this. Enjoy. Check it out. Uh, so, all right. So, or- Orasm. Arasm. Damn it. Just a second. That was a test. That was a test. <laughs> Peter Arasm. But now I am speaking with Peter Arasm, uh, uh, economics professor from uh, Iowa State University. The Cyclones, right? The Cyclones. That's absolutely correct. And I know that because I briefly did radio uh, with a partner here in Tampa uh, back in 95, going into early 96 for about nine, 10 months in the Quad Cities. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. So, dear. Yes. So, Peter, uh, now you're an economics uh, professor. First off, how long have you been in the game of teaching, either from uh, uh, at Iowa State or just in general? How, how, how long have you been in the teaching game? I, I, got, I started here at Iowa State in 1982. I finished my PhD at Yale uh, that, that year. And so uh, I've, I've pretty much been at Iowa State ever since I finished my PhD. That's really cool, man. And we appreciate what you do because we know teaching is no uh, no easy task. It doesn't matter what, what school or what grade and stuff like that. So thank you, sir, for being a teacher and a professor and making young people go out into the world uh, in a, with a better light. And we appreciate that. Um, and because uh, we don't do that down here in Florida, we just party. I mean, people go to, we have good schools. I'm not saying that some smart people don't graduate, but we, we rather just party in the sunshine and on the beaches. Um, people aspire to 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 earn enough money in order to to move to florida that's true that's it's true. it's true and we make jokes about that everyone has the florida man stories that they talk about and yeah yeah we got our issues no doubt about that we have a governor that should be a pro wrestler the way he cuts promos and cool man he kept us open and we had some people working at least everyone makes fun we of had a, in minnesota we had a governor who was a pro wrestler jesse ventura jesse the body that's right that's right that's right <laughs> Now, Tony God, my, uh, our, my co-host here for the Comedians on Corked podcast, 
we went over the story about you guys a few weeks ago and it warmed our hearts. And I said, man, I got to get a hold of these guys and see if we can bring them on. So thank you again for being on with us. So I'm going to let you describe it. But from if memory serves, uh, you and I think some other folks at Iowa State have a is it a class, a comedy class or a stand up class? But somehow you're incorporating uh, the wonderful world of comedy into the teachings. Can you can you fill us in on this? It's an honors class. We call it Comedy College. And I'm actually the teaching assistant. So that it's taught by Gavin Jerome, who was a touring comedian for 15 years. He now does uh, more corporate and television stuff. Uh, but he started teaching a class uh, where, you know, you would have a, a, he would basically teach you how to write jokes and then how to deliver. And, and uh, for years, they'd been asking, I took his class in 2000 at the local Lions Club. Hmm. Uh, and um, I would do charity gigs, you know, in and around uh, the, the Midwest, in and around uh, middle of Iowa, mainly. Mm-hmm is doing a show in um, Des Moines and Gavin was in the audience and uh, and I, I saw him and I said, you know, they've been asking me to teach this honors class on stand-up comedy, but, you know, I just know how I do comedy, but you've actually seen all the, all the, all the big names. Would you be willing to teach the class? And he said, sure, if you're willing to be the teaching assistant. And so we've been teaching it off and on ever since. So we're in about, I think this will be our 11th edition of Comedy College this spring. Well, so so you were doing stand-up yourself then, I mean, so, which is really pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, amateur, right? So you do three or four uh, gigs and you try to, to, to raise money for charity at a Unitarian church or something like that. But uh, not the kind of, of heavy duty stuff if you're going every night uh, traveling, uh, the circuit but uh yeah uh but you know i have a i have a good paying uh uh main main job so uh uh and you, you have to be you have to be a little bit hungry i think to really be a true comedian yeah hence the title of professor yeah i'd say what you are too you're, you're good yes exactly that's why you know you got an office with books behind you and i got a fake uh, brick wall behind me and <laughs> so but it looks good Big difference, but um, you're right. It's uh, it's a different lifestyle. The road comics are the ones. I have friends of mine who are just nothing but road comics, and I say nothing but in a loving way because that's what they want to do. And mm-hmm. it is a tough profession when it, when you're that way, when you're literally driving gig to gig um, and not knowing if you're going to get to the next gig due to weather, due to lack of money, due to health, due to just to the, your car or vehicle not performing. It's a wacky business, man. Um, so now let's get to your, you've been doing this for a while with Gavin and yourself. So, uh, and I assume you have more coming up in the future with your classes. So how, how do the, the students that you have embrace this? Like, 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 you know, they know they're getting into it or do they come into class and you say, Hey, we're going to do some jokes. How does that work? We had three people in our last class who said they came to Iowa state specifically to take this class nice engineers or their math majors uh uh we on occasion even have uh, someone who who has a degree in theater but for the most part they're people who who are challenging themselves and and taking this as this if i can get an 
up in front of an audience and do 10 minutes of material I wrote, I can do anything in terms of presenting, you know, regardless of what profession we go into. And, you know, our, some of our, our uh, alumni are physicians. Uh, one of them is in a PhD program in aerospace at, at MIT. Wow. They're really, really bright people, but they want a chance to get in front of an audience. And I will tell you, uh, we had one student who uh, her father uh, said, if you can get my daughter to do 10 minutes of stand-up, I want you to come and teach my engineers how to make presentations. And he ended up hiring Gavin to go down to Kansas City to talk to um, their professional staff on how you make good, entertaining, but um, uh, uh, effective Right. Presentations to clients. And especially engineers. That they're, they're the ones with that that bumper sticker that's like just saying, hey, let's just assume that I know everything and you don't. Well, so I'll tell you, it, even if you're not uh, an engineer, uh, one of our, our students was in journalism. She said she never really learned how to write until she took the stand-up class because you have to be efficient to be an effective comedian, right? So you work backwards from the punchline and the more time it takes you from the setup to the punchline, the better the joke has to be or you're wasting people's time. And she ended up learning how to trim her stuff. So she, she's effectively in marketing now. Mm -hmm. she, she, can, she amazes people. They'll give her a page of material. She gives them back a third of a page, it has the same information, but it's much more effective because it's not taking as much time to get to the punchline. Yeah. So learning how to write jokes well makes you a much more effective communicator. Yeah, brevity. Brevity is good. And depending on your style, you know, like you said, are you the, are you the one liner person, set up punchline, set up like a ladder with a cable guy kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, if you're telling stories like Ron White or other people, you do. You want that that laughter every few seconds. And some people don't get that when they're telling stories. It's different. You know, you can tell a longer joke and not have as many laughs so long as the punchline is really hilarious. Right. The but, hardest thing to teach is storytelling. And, and if you're a storytelling comedian, you have to understand that length is not your friend. Uh, the, you have to have enough jokes sort of tied into uh, your, your material to keep, it, to keep the audience engaged. Right. Correct. Exactly. That's cool. And isn't it amazing how something, I don't want to say as simple as comedy or stand-up comedy, but, uh, you know, because it's still the number one fear, right? Besides death, really, the number one fear is public speaking. It's like it hasn't changed in all this since I've been going to school. It's never changed. So, you know, it's amazing how people who are very intelligent, like you said, engineers uh, and, and, and other mathematicians. And believe me, some of those people are stuffy shirts. They need some of the comedy in their life. <laughs> but uh, again, I, we say it because we love. But I mean, it's nice to know. It's great to be the most intelligent person in the room. But when you're the one that's not smiling or laughing, that's awesome that they came in and said, listen, I want to do this because I know I can do math. I can do this. I can, I'm the smartest person in the room, but I need to, I would love to be able to be a bit warmer, ingratiate myself and to even do a joke and take a joke. And it's amazing. I tell people when you put the pen to paper, it just, your hand just automatically flows. 
It's just the ideas, whatever you want to do. It could be poetry, writing a song, comedy. Just put good old-fashioned pen to paper and just watch what happens, you know? So Absolutely. I mean, if you look at, at good comedians, they're really uh, fast on their feet, right? So they, mm -hmm. they're always thinking. It's a, it's a much tougher um, gig than, say, uh, presenting something that somebody else has written out for you. And, and so over time, you start seeing that the, the kids in the class are also becoming quicker in terms of how they react to the stuff that their other friends are presenting in the class. And so, uh, you know, you treat each class as a workshop and you're, you're throwing out ideas and, and eventually you start finding that the, the members of the class are teaching the other members of the class because they're the audience, but also thinking about how they would present the material and throwing out their own ideas as they go. I like it. Now, how many kids right now are going uh, this year, this semester coming up? Uh, I assume you're, you're, you're doing this again. And then are there any, um, do, do they graduate into upcoming shows or how does that work? I think you guys do some shows around town or at least around Iowa, correct? We have done, we have done alumni shows uh, in, in different places around Iowa. We've been asked to go up to the Twin Cities because we have enough alumni in the Twin Cities uh, to do a show for the Iowa State Alumni Association. We'll wow. see if we do that. But, um, and we do have some, some people who will, will do stand-up. Um, uh, one of our very first uh, students will do warm-up acts in Cedar Rapids uh, for touring comedians. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, we did the uh, showcase this last uh, December at a at a local bar and and they basically wanted the uh, names of all the students and information so that they could serve as warm-ups for touring comedians as they come through Ames. so uh you do get an opportunity if you want to to jump in uh, nice they 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 can do they can do a solid 10. good that's and um clubs and aims off the top of my head uh is there a funny bone there no we're no. the is in uh, is in Des Moines, so the oh, okay. clubs are in Des Moines. Uh, what we have in Ames is a music venue, and we have um, uh, uh, the uh, maintenance shop, which is in uh, the student union. It'll seat 150 people, and it's a great place for stand-up comedy because yeah. it's almost like theater in the round. Perfect. No, I love that. And and the music place is that their name, or do you want to give them a plug? Um, well, DJs, but, uh, okay. yeah. So, all right. So that's like the closest comedy clubs, basically in Ames. And that's great. Just what, that's some of the stuff I do here in Florida. When I'm not at clubs, I book my own comedians on court shows at like, you know, golf course, uh, banquet halls and stuff like that. And that's all you need. It's perfect. It's beautiful. So, um, so when people come in, uh, any students right now, they're actually, um, doing comedy full time or doing any, any road work or anything like that, that, that has been in your class. Well, no, I mean, in fact, um, um, uh, the closest, I suppose, is one of our students who does uh, color commentary for the women's basketball. Okay. At Iowa State. Uh, and uh, a lot of people will, will just, you know, every once in a while just uh, show up to um, open mic. And, and I, one of our students was in Boston and she did an open mic in Boston and... Um, 
a professional comedian came up to her afterwards and said, man, you remind me of Stephen Wright. Oh, jeez. Whoa. Because <laughs> wow. Stephen Wright was her favorite comedian. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And being in Boston, if you're just doing open mic, that's a real tough place to be uh, cutting teeth, you know? Absolutely. So that's really and cool. So um, uh, we also have a stand-up club, and more of the people who uh, come out of the stand-up club, which is, uh, it was founded by people in the class, but okay. you know, other people can can uh, can come through that. So some of those people have have gone in and are trying to to establish a career. I love it. Well, let's let's plug it up. In the meantime, do we have any events coming up here in the new year in 2022 with you guys? Plug any shows coming up, uh, how people can get a hold of you, or if they want to be a part, if they're coming to Iowa State, how they may be able to get into uh, this class. So just give us any kind of information or plugs you would like to give us, Peter. Well, we know that the honors uh, program uh, will continue teaching this class. It's one of the most popular um, classes that we offer, in fact. Uh, but you have to be a member of the honors program. So we don't have a... Um, uh, and that's just the way it is. The honors program, we're very happy that they are willing to house us. And it's a, it's a fun class for them and it's a fun class for their students. Uh, we will be having uh, our showcase night, uh, the last, um, it looks like it'll be the last Monday and Wednesday of April. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, school starts uh, <laughs> today. So we haven't gotten all our, our, uh, our uh, uh, ducks in a row. Gavin is trying to set up another um, another uh, alumni event in Des Moines, but we, we don't know when that would be. Uh, okay. The one we had was sold out. Um, and uh, and frankly, you know, uh, um, if, if, if you've gone through the class, you ought to be able to deliver uh, 10 minutes and, and do a decent job. So the shows are pretty solid. That's what we like to hear. And today's the first day of school back and you look pretty sober. So God bless you. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's one one in the afternoon. You know, we don't start drinking till two. So uh, fantastic! It's happy hour. It's, it's Midwest happy hour right there. I love it. Uh, so uh, so you're a big comedian. Tell me a joke. Oh, you don't just start. Ah, no, say I wanted to see what your reaction was because don't you hate when people say that? That's all we ever get. Oh, you do commit. Tell me a joke. Is you know, that it, it, it's sort of interesting. You know. Uh, the pandemic probably the, the the hardest thing in the pandemic is 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 to be a comedian right i mean uh, the, it doesn't convert well to uh to virtual uh environments right you need to have a live audience and you need to have somebody who can who can come in but i was so enthusiastic you know we we got our vaccine and then we got the booster and then we got the flu shot. So for a while there, I was immortal, but, but it, it wears off, unfortunately. But, but eventually everybody in the world is going to have, is going to be immune from everything except comedy. And so comedy will still be the, the last virus that, uh, that, that, but will amuse the population. So right, I, right. There is no booster to stop my horrific punchlines. I'll tell you that. That's right. right. <laughs> so I like it. You're right though, man. Uh, well, good. Well, uh, uh, professor of economics, Peter Orzum. Arazim. I knew it. Just checking. That was a test. <laughs> Arazim. 
Well, thanks for being a part of the uh, of this uh, podcast, man. And uh, uh, real quick, do you have a Facebook page or a website for you guys? Uh, the the comedy um, stand up comedy uh, uh, club has a, a Facebook page, but I okay. will tell you. Um, it wouldn't be a bad idea if you guys are interested to interview some of the students um, later on, especially if, if this is something that some of your uh, listeners are, are interested in. Um, yeah. Uh, I, we, had a, we had an exceptional class this last year. Of course, they're always exceptional. Good. Uh, but I do yeah. think that, that it would be interesting to, to get their reactions to what it's like to, to to have to start off from scratch at the beginning of the semester and, and within uh, uh, 16 weeks um, be able to deliver a, a, a solid 10 minutes of, of original material. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what, Professor Peter Arazam, did I nail it? That's exactly correct. Thank you. See, if I'm trying to teach you how to pronounce your own name, for God's sake, Peter. Uh, <laughs> professor of Economics at Iowa State. I love it. Thank you for being on. And, uh, and we'll definitely be in touch. And we'll have some of your students. We'll get some of their clips on the uh, podcast, too. And that's going to be great. So I will leave you with this. Thank you for being on again. Thanks for teaching free speech, which is beautiful. And as I always say, laugh. You deserve it. And thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you, Pat. It's a pleasure. That was Professor Pete Arasm, Iowa State University. And I hope they keep going, man. I love it. I love the story. And hopefully we'll have some of his students on in the near future. And I just love that to me is that's what comedy is all about, man. Yeah, it would be it would be very cool to see uh, some of the students end up on the road, you know, out out there uh, doing it for real, doing their thing, you know, traveling. Yeah. But uh, this is like you said, this is a follow up mm -hmm. to a new story that we uh, that we read on the show so you can go back and you can check out that that uh, story as well and then uh, catch up with the whole thing and yeah shout out to them appreciate yeah appreciating the comedy it's awesome and you heard it that some of them are getting on the road a little bit and that's what it's all about man and we're gonna have uh, again this uh, interview and so much more on our youtube channel thank you again for hitting subscribe on that uh, catching us at uh, ComediansOnCork.com, Facebook, Instagram, and back to YouTube channel. We do post a few things per week, three, four, yeah. five, sometimes more different elements a week on our YouTube uh, uh, channel, clips of our interviews and stuff like that. So, again, thanks for clicking that subscribe button. Yeah, we got we got exclusive segments on the YouTube channel that you're not yeah. going to get on the podcast. So make sure you check that out. You want to participate? It's participatory. That's what we like to see, including where they at and where different at? things like that, all kinds of news. So, again, thanks for uh, helping us wrap up Season 1 of Comedians Uncorked Podcast. For Tony God, my name is Pat Largo. And, again, thank you to Julie Drolls, Hagen of Century 21. And we'll catch you coming up soon on Season 2 of our Comedians Uncorked Podcast. Laugh, you deserve it. Thanks so much. You're putting up with the Comedians Uncorked podcast, live from the Sunshine State, Florida.